Hey, y'all, it's Akemini. Uh, Before we get started with February's Black Girl Magic episode, I wanted to give you guys a quick heads up. Um, When we recorded the show, we had some technical issues, but the interview is so rich that we just had to release it to y'all. So take in all of the goodness and the um, passion and the magic that's at the table, and I hope it blesses you. And without further ado, we bring to you our February Black Girl Magic episode. Hey y'all, welcome to Truth's Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm Akemini. I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, sisters. How y'all doing? I- or how you doing, <laughs> see? <laughs> we got multiple laughter here because we are not alone. It, it, it. So Michelle is not here, so we're not going to get our threefold harmony uh, well to intro the show. I know, I know. <laughs> Although so we could try that, but we won't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would ask folks to continue to pray for Michelle and the work that she's doing in St. Louis. Yes. And moreover, to pray about matters related to mass incarceration and yes. about how we can all be, be mindful of our neighbors who are incarcerated. Um and so, and just to be thinking about that. So lift her up in prayer and lift up how we can actively uh, love, care for, and call into accountability our neighbors who are incarcerated. And yes, systems yes, yes. that incarcerate them. So um, whenever Michelle's not here with us at the table, maybe we can take a time to think about the work that she does and how we can be a part of that as well. But we do have a wonderful uh, Black Girl Magic interviewee with us today. And I'm really, I'm really stoked, y'all. I'm using my old school slang language um, that she is here today. Kimberly, can you give us an introduction? Yes, yes. Okay, so y'all, okay. February's Black History Month, and y'all know that month only lasts for like two seconds, okay? <laughs> and so, <laughs> and drag so, it out, girl, drag but, it out. But we were like, we still need a Black Girl Magic interview. Yeah, we don't yeah. care that it's March. I mean, That's we don't. We do not care that it's March. We are still going to give you guys a Black Girl Magic <laughs> interview. And so, we are honored to have Morgan Dixon, who is the co-founder of Girl Trek, with us at the table today. Morgan. We're so happy to have you with us. Um, let me read Morgan's bio so you guys can know what a heavy hitter we have at this table right now. Um, Morgan Dixon is the co-founder of Girl Trek, which is a groundbreaking three-year-old national nonprofit based in Washington, D.C. that inspires and supports African-American women and girls to live their healthiest and most fulfilled lives simply by walking mm-hmm. through grassworks or uh, grassroots organizing and award-winning social media campaigns. Girl Trek supports over 50,000 walkers, 500 volunteers, and inspires an ever-growing network of 200,000 supporters. Wow. Girl Trek is quickly becoming a go-to organization in the public health space. They have built partnerships with such companies as Kaiser Permanente, National Park Service, and First Lady Michelle Obama's Let's Move campaign. We love Michelle. Um, Prior to co-founding Girl Trek, Morgan was on the front lines of education reform. She served as a director of leadership development for Achievement First, the largest charter school networks in New York City, where she trained and supported 23 school principals. Before Achievement First, Morgan directed the development and startup of six public schools in New York City for St. Hope and the Urban Assembly, two organizations funded by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. 
Morgan began her career with Teach for America as a high school history teacher in Atlanta, Georgia, and later served as a vice principal in Newark, New Jersey. Now, with Girl Trek, Morgan has been been featured on CNN, in the Washington Post, the New York Times, and named a health hero by Essence Magazine. Morgan has received social innovations fellowships from Teach for America, Echoing Green, Ashoka, and the Aspen Institute. Morgan earned a Bachelor of, of Arts in Political Science from the University of Southern California, a Master of Education Policy and Leadership at Seton Hall, and currently serves on the boards of trustees for the National Outdoor Leadership School and Teach for Haiti. Welcome to the table, Morgan. Oh my goodness. Who gave y'all that long bio? We, we need to say every word to give you your flowers hey. while you yet live. Hey, awesome. hey. Thank you guys for watching. Every word. Yes. <laughs> we believe in listening to Black room, women and learning from Black women. We want to know everything you've done. And so, <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. It is such an honor. We love this show at Girl Trek, the whole staff. Yay. So prepared and pumped uh, <laughs> to be represented on all of our all the women in our our organization, Girl Trek. So thank you for having me. I oh, thank you. That does our heart well to hear that. We were like, let's take a little break from reparations. We didn't hit people between the <laughs> eye for a couple weeks. And so let's, <laughs> let's talk about Girl Trek and and the amazing work that you're doing. Uh, I think Morgan, one thing that really stuck out to us was when I was watching your TED talk, you and Vanessa uh, were up there. First thing, one TED of the talk. first things y'all did. TED talk. Yes, it was amazing. And the first thing y'all did was pray. I was like, oh, what? Did they just pray <laughs> on the <laughs> TED stage? <laughs> you know, they, it's interesting. We love the folks over at TED, but they said, you know, we think this is the first time anyone's ever prayed on this stage. Yes. We were like, yes. what? Yes. <laughs> right. This is like the biggest opportunity ever to reach as many people across the globe. Amen. Ain't no way we're going to start without praying. <laughs> like there's no way we're going to start without praying. And so it was interesting because, you know, TED was started by a scientific community. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. Engineering, engineering and designing and technology. Technology, engineering, and design is what it stands for. And, and so it's mostly scientists. Like Elon Musk was on the stage right before us, um, all these kinds of folks. And um, and so it, it it is not a community that, that necessarily lends itself to praying. Even the Pope yeah. was on the stage the same day we were, and he didn't start with a prayer. But Black women? Wow. <laughs> we don't pray. Stop playing. Stop playing, y'all. Stop playing. We have to pray. So thank you for saying that. Thank you for the warm, warm introduction. And uh, I can't wait to dive in. Awesome. Yeah. No, thank awesome. you so awesome. much. I mean, yeah, it was, it was awesome. We were blown away by that. We were like, we must have them at the table. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Yeah, so like, um, in that same vein, if you could talk to us just about your, your faith journey, if you don't mind, we'd love to hear that. Ah, sure, sure, sure. Um, oh, this is, uh, what a beautiful question. Thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. I don't get to talk about it a lot. Um, so I grew up in Wichita, Kansas, and I grew up mm. um, with really modest kind of needs with our family. My, mm. my mom was a mm. farmer, um, uh, like many of our moms. Mm. Uh, she grew up as a sharecropper. Um, and we, you know, we came from Oklahoma. We were broke. And so but the, we were not broke when it came to spiritual tradition. We we're actually a very, very rich family when it comes to spirit. And so my grandmother and her mother helped to found what is called the Church of God in Christ. I don't know if you guys know Coach. Oh, really? Stop playing. Stop playing. Stop playing. Stop playing. What? Like the Holy Ghost, not the half Holy Ghost, the whole oh, Holy Ghost. Yes. Coming down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so I grew up knowing how to play the bongos and the tambourine. I grew up. Mm. Like on the front row, sleep on the, at church like three times a week. 
And so I went, I did that my whole life, going to choir rehearsal, going to Bible study, doing all this stuff until I was about, I don't know, 14 or 15. And then my mom gave me the opportunity to just, you know, choose my path. And I kept, I kept going to church. Um, but then when I went to college, it kind of slowed down a little bit. And then yeah. my spiritual, and then a little bit, I start, I, I majored in black history, like everybody does. <laughs> and <laughs> there were some problems. There were some problems um, with uh, how the Christian faith was delivered, and so really rejected my 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 faith for a little bit mm. and started mm. other things. I started doing um, Afro Cuban dance. I went to Cuba. I did all kind of stuff and uh, picked up yoga. Started studying like Eastern religion, all this sort of thing. And the cool part about it is that about fifteen years ago, I'm forty. About fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. Right, five five or so years out of college, I started to realize it all came back full circle. Uh, all of this mind body work ain't nothing but call and repeat. Mm-hmm. You know, call it yep. all this um, kind of meditation ain't nothing but singing, um, yes, Lord. You know what I mean? Right. right. Mm-hmm. And clean eating ain't nothing but fasting and praying. You know, there's mm-hmm. it, we have a different language for it because it comes out of our hardship and our traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, but but um, it made me have such a deep appreciation for African American Christianity mm-hmm. and, for, and yeah. for my faith and my mom's faith. I also realized beyond the doctrine and the dogma that I come from I come from a legacy of spiritual warriors. And my my mm-hmm. mother has an anointing over her life. My sister has an anointing over her life. And I really really pray every day that I can be a light to others. Um, so that's my I mean that's my background in. Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that both that history lesson and kind of your own your own journey and development. Right. And so yeah. the exciting thing about our spiritual development is that it just doesn't stop. You know, um, God continues mm-hmm. to journey with us. So we're glad that you would be willing to share that with us. So after reading the story about this kind of girl track, it's it's inception, it's beginning. Right. Um, it seems that it began kind of organically. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about the story of how girl track came to be? Uh, sure. Um, Girl Trek came to be because I have a good friend named Vanessa and Vanessa and I made a commitment to each other that we were not going out like suckers. Like we were <laughs> like all of these statistics. And I don't know if your listeners know, more, uh, but black women are dying faster, higher rates than any other group in America from preventable diseases. These diseases are obesity related. These, these uh, diseases are stress related. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Loneliness. Um, yeah. And, um, and all, and, and all of these things manifest in things like diabetes, heart disease, stroke, um, you know, even sleep apnea, people dying in their sleep, all sorts yeah. of things like that are manifesting. And we are dying more than anybody else from these preventable diseases. So we, we know too many people. You know, I have girlfriends who have had strokes already. So like we, we know nervous breakdowns, um, uh, thoughts of suicide, all these things come to destroy us. And we knew that we were not going out like that. So as I mean, Vanessa is my friend from college. We had to work. Time we mm. met each other at work like it's not it's not super deep except for we love each other mm-hmm. and like yes yeah. I see you she was like girl I see you um so <laughs> he was like what are we gonna do we had no idea what to do so Vanessa said I'm gonna start running and I was like all right so like she started running and I did support her we did our, a half marathon together I was walk running looking crazy she was out she did real good and then i did my first backpacking trip i did a 50 mile backpacking trip through the pacific crest trail in washington state it was really hard it was raining on my face it was hard that backpack was heavy um but we just started doing these kind of adventures and we 
posted pictures on social media and all our friends and family were like, oh my God, I've never seen a black girl in the Alps like that. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And we said the first thing we started doing was walking. So fast forward, we started walking. We invited a little over 500 of our friends just we had to walk with us um, just for 10 weeks at first. Mm-hmm. Everybody did it. And then everybody wanted to keep going. The next year, we had, wow. the next year we had 10,000. And um, wow. fast forward, even the bio you read said 50,000. That bio is a little bit old. We now have 120,000 oh, women, black women across yeah. America who are walking with us. And all that means is that you make a commitment to out of your front door, mm-hmm. lace up your and go for a walk where people can see you. We can bring walking back to our communities because- one, yeah. it's the single most powerful thing you can do for your health. If you just took a walk every day, right. it decreases mm. all your risk for most of those diseases I talked about. That's, that's super easy, right? But that's not enough yeah. and it's definitely not sexy enough for black women to rally. So listen, number two, <laughs> if, you wear a, if you wear a super bright blue electric blue shirt okay. when you walk out, okay. you're a superhero then. So then you're out there, you're a superhero, you can say, listen, I'm a superhero. I'm going to get my friends and family and we're going to take back the streets of these neighborhoods. So there's all this research that says when citizens walk in their neighborhoods, crime starts to plummet, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. Neighborhoods, you right. notice what needs to happen, the dilapidated building right there, right? You know that you, oh, we could put a garden right here. So we can start to revitalize our communities by revitalizing our bodies by walking every day together. The last thing is when you walk together, you talk together, and we know that mental health is real out here. For sure. For sure. Mm. And so we can talk to each other and help help each other through some trying times that, that we may be having. So 120,000 women took the pledge. You know what, Morgan, Vanessa, I'm going to walk with you as much as possible. There's no rules. As much as possible, I'm going to... Uh, lace up my sneakers and walk out of my front door. Now, if I am fighting disease, I'm going to do that five times a week. If I'm not fighting disease and I do yoga all the time, I'm at least going to do it on Saturdays and I'm at least going to wear that bright blue shirt. That's that's the pledge. So I invite anybody listening to do it with us. Awesome. Yes, that's great. That is that is absolutely beautiful, Morgan. And it sounds like um, just hearing you talk, I hear um, so many different themes. Um, obviously, your own your your faith um, is coming forth, and that was something I really admired about you and Vanessa. You guys are just don't you're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, um, number one. But I also seems that there's a holistic activism. So Girl Tre- Girl Trek is not um, like a, a a walking organization. It's not meant to be like a fitness organization per se, but it sounds like there's a holistic activism that you all are advocating for. So that that obviously um, incorporates the, the, the body, right? Um, and the mind, and then also wanting to impact um, the communities and neighborhoods. Can you speak about that? And kind of like the, the um, just the, the force of, the, say, the Superhero Saturdays and, and how that can actually tangibly impact um, neighborhoods like Chicago and Philadelphia and Gary, Indiana, and those, those sorts of places. Um, first of all, can I please take holistic activism and use it? Because that's so for sure. Cool. Go for it. <laughs> sure, please. Yes. Because <laughs> that's what it said. I mean, that's what I was reading. That's what it seems like. So holistic activism. I made I it up, but yes. Please we do. will credit you every time. <laughs> please do. You know, please we think do. there were rappers on Truth Table, so we, we, we oh always got God. some words. Ex- so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> holistic activism yes so we are um engaging um in a takeover and um Mm. so Mm. 
Okay, so there are about 17 million Black women uh, who are adult age in, in America. Um, yeah. We figured in order to change the culture of, of, of Black women, that we had to at mm -hmm. least rally a critical mass of them, right? Um, and so we said a million is a critical mass. So if we could get a million women to reclaim the tradition of walking and talking and healing together and slowing down the world mm -hmm. and, and kind of and putting feet to our prayers every day, if we could create that as a tradition, it sounds real simple, right? We, we know Black women walk, right? Mm -hmm. We know Harry Dubbin walk. We know Montgomery bus mm -hmm. boycotts walk. We know Black women walk. But right now we are living mm. these kinds of lives where we are behind kind of teller booths, where we are behind. I was just at the post office where we were sitting behind our desk, where we were checking people out. Of, and we are not moving enough, right? Mm -hmm. That was the right, first thing. Right. The, the most radical thing that we are doing is actually healing our bodies. Mm -hmm. It is radical, right? And, and we are also, mm -hmm. um, you know, as, as Auntie Maxine says, reclaiming 30 minutes of our day every right. single day. You are yes. worth 30 minutes a day, right? But beyond that, we didn't even plan for this. Beyond that, what started happening is when you get sisters together walking on one accord, Psychology Today did a big article about us, and they said there is a psychology to when women are walking in rhythm together, mm. that thought patterns start to merge, that, that they're kind of spirit, there's a spiritual connection that starts there's something really beautiful mm -hmm. about that, right? So what started to happen, our members taught us, when we're out here walking, we are powerful. We can start to do things, right? Mm -hmm. um, a lot yeah, of times yeah. people assume that when there is an organization that is designed for Black people, that it is it is designed for low resource or low income people, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. Research on our members, and our members are living in their houses on average seven years which means they are homeowners, which means they are generational, which means that they are entrenched in their communities in beautiful ways. They are leaders. So you get leaders walking in their neighborhoods and all of a sudden all kinds of things start changing. So I, as soon as the, the, the pollution started happening in the water in Flint, I just kept thinking, if women had been walking along those polluted waterways, they could see the pollution. If women had been walking, we talk about this in our TED Talk, mm. on that walk when Trayvon Martin was killed, are walking yeah, to the south yeah. side of Chicago when all these boys who are our boys, right. our boys, are out there yeah. needing mothering, needing love. I'll tell two very quick stories. One mm -hmm. has down in Philadelphia. Sure, please. I was the city of Philadelphia called called and asked if we could speak at like a city meeting, and I was speaking, and, I, and they were asked me a similar question about advocacy. They said, "We well, you know how does Girl Trek advocate?" And I gave a long winded answer, and it was not even that good. And there happened to be. Three women in the room who were wearing blue shirts from Girl Trek. I knew I walked in, I was like, mm -hmm. uh oh, we here, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> Present <laughs> unaccounted for. <laughs> we stopped out of the city meeting. Don't try to lock us out. So, so one of them, her name is Susie. Susie raised her hand during the city meeting. I'm giving like a keynote. It ain't, it's not question and answer. It's not question and answer. <laughs> Susie raised her hand. I was like, all right, well, Susie's here. You know, I ain't going to ignore her. So I was like, hey, Susie. So she, she stands up. She was like, well, Morgan said it was good. It was good. <laughs> she was like, well, let me give you an example. She said, I go to a church down, I think it's in, uh, is it East Philadelphia? Is it, ooh, what is it? Maybe North, it could be North Northeast Philadelphia. Uh, it could ooh, be, could be. I'm going to think of the name of her church in a second. Um, and she, oh God, okay. what, is, what is Susie's church name? Oh, they're going to kill me. Um, <laughs> Susie's <laughs> church. <laughs> <laughs> they have um, this incredible walking team, and they walk wow. all the time. 
Um, and they, I mean, after, after choir rehearsal all the time, they walk and they, there's this abandoned lot right next to their church. They called the city, they called everybody to fix it up. Nobody ever came to fix it up. So on the first Saturday of every month now, her group of girl trackers go clean up the lot, paint the wall, pick up the litter, do all, you know, do all the yeah. stuff that's necessary on that lot. So she gave yeah. that example wow. and then everybody gave her a standing ovation. And I'm like, well, she called y'all. y'all that's <laughs> really, you know what I'm saying? So that's And the second really short story is that there's a woman in Seattle who I had never seen in my life. I saw her on Facebook. She had on a Girl Trek shirt, so I turned the volume up. Doing one of these kind of uh, Facebook lives, and um, she—I mean, she looks passionate. And I'm like, "What's going on?" I was like, "Turn it up." <laughs> she's like, "She's like, listen, I don't know if you heard a girl trick, but we walk outside to reclaim the streets of our neighborhoods to inspire our daughters." She goes, "But last week, three mm-hmm. young black men were killed in Seattle, and mm-hmm. as the mother of a slain black boy, mm-hmm. I am calling all mothers to join me, and we are going to take back the streets of our neighborhoods." And 50 mothers that Saturday joined her, and they walked from every single destination of the shooting and they just walked and prayed and walked and and talked and and strategized and did all sorts of things because our communities need women that they need our presence they need our love they mm. need our presence so th- that's the kind of advocacy we're doing from built environment to standing on the front lines of political right. advocacy and protest uh to actually walking and praying which yeah. is quite frankly some of the most radical work we can do yeah Oh, for sure, for sure. Oh, that is a, that's awesome. And I, and in the beginning, you you know you mentioned one of my favorite people, which is Harriet Tubman. Woo! And um, I I could go down a rabbit Tubman. trail talking about all the reasons why I love Harriet Tubman. But but you are you are the Black Girl Magic guest. So I want to hear you talk a little bit about what Tubman <laughs> means to you. That's one of the things that really stood out to me on that on the TED Talk with our, which our listeners, if you have not listened to it, you should really listen to it today. Um, but talk a little bit about um, yeah what Harriet Tubman means to you and how it even informs the the work that you're doing right now. Uh, well, <laughs> March 10th is uh is the day we celebrate tubman day mm-hmm. um and tubman day was uh, established by congress it's the day she passed now you might have seen a couple of weeks ago on social media people were saying it was harriet tubman's birthday we don't actually know that for sure yeah. because her birth records she was yeah. enslaved and her birth records are pretty masks masked. Mm-hmm. So we don't know that for sure but what we do know is yeah. the day she passed and it was march 10th uh, and it was 1910. Uh, and so we started celebrating Harriet Tubman seven years ago. Um, and we we rallied uh, like, I think it was 15,000 women to take to the National Mall and all across America to walk in her honor. We walked 100 years um, for the 100 years since her passing. Harriet Tubman um, is is almost a patron saint to the revolution. She mm. is dope. She is she is a model of change yeah. making that we had never seen in America before. As a former American history teacher, mm-hmm. I'm not not just she's not just a hero for black women. She's not just a hero for black families. She is a hero for Americans because she broke the mold of change making. Yes. She uh, Harriet Tubman mm-hmm. um, did everything. For, uh, first of all, she tried to escape with her brothers. They w- they couldn't do it. They went back. Mm-hmm. They had good reasons. One of them just had a baby. Okay, great. That's that that that's acceptable to go back to your baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're so excused. She was like, "All right, but I'm gonna still go though." <laughs> you know, she was married to a man who was. Um, who uh, I think he was free at the time, or he he um, he bought his freedom later. He wouldn't go with her. 
she was mm-hmm. she was married at the time that she escaped and mm-hmm. she just went by herself. Yeah. So yeah. the first time she came back mm-hmm. or one of the first times she came back, it was it was to check on her man. And he mm-hmm. he was already with somebody else. See, <laughs> this is the juice y'all don't know about Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. Facts, facts, lay it out. Lay it out. The tea, the tea. Lay it out, lay it out. Back to the tea. She was like, uh-uh. So we're not checking for her ex-husband. And so she was like, bet, go ahead. I'm going to get some more community members. Let's go. Right. So yeah, she she ended up coming back many times, mostly to save her family and her friends. And so I think often um, people put Harriet Tubman in this kind of mythological, like, You know how they do to us. They like make us because <laughs> they can't mm-hmm. understand that level of courage, right? Mm-hmm. What she did, the most courageous thing she did was save herself first. Mm-hmm. She was very important to her community. She mm-hmm. was very important to everybody around her. Her mom was getting older. Her father was getting older. She decided, you know what? I have in order to do anything for them, I have to save myself first. It was courageous thing she did. Then she came mm. back for her mom. She came back for her. She learned that her um, that her niece was going to be sold down down river to Mississippi because slave laws were changing then in the uh, you know 1850s. And she knew. I think she left 1849. So slave laws were changing. She knew that her niece was going to get um, sold. So she orchestrated an escape for her niece. So these were very personal, courageous acts. And when we think about it with Girl Trek. You have to walk out of your front door by yourself now. If you are feeling depressed, if you are feeling sad, if you are feeling sick, you have to just walk out on faith now by yourself. Nobody else. Don't ask for permission. Don't wait for time. Do it now. Like here. But then once you get the Mm -hmm. pattern, you get Mm -hmm. the rhythm, you learn the way, come back and get somebody you love who's also struggling. And that's what she did. And then she created a model for mass movement, right? So then she came back and she taught other people how to do it. She became a conductor. She became like a a, a prototype for how to be courageous. Um, Mm -hmm. And then she rallied all these people, white and black, to help, right? And so it took a a lot of humility for Vanessa and I to say, you know what? We better rally our allies, white and black. There are going to be journalists who are white and black who are going to help us tell this story. Do you understand what I mean? That's what we learned from Harriet Tubman. But the most important thing we learned, we call this our Tubman doctrine, right? These four steps. The last step is you have to live joyfully after all of this. Either Mm. it's not it's not worth anything. And so I drove up to, and if you've never been up to Auburn, New York, where Mm -hmm. home of freedom, go, 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 we're going. But I want to. Okay, we're going, y'all. Truth's table, a girl train, go on there. It's done. We're going. Truth's table. Yes. Up to Auburn, New York, there's like a little, a long driveway that goes to her tiny little house, and there are apple trees along the the driveway that she planted. And her church home is right down the street, Mm -hmm. and her church home preserved the house when the state and the government did not preserve it. They were painting it. So the National Park just took the house over just a couple of months, years ago, like I think last year. So so the church was preserving her legacy because she was an active member in the church. She planted, she gardened, she planted trees. She married again a younger man. She adopted a daughter. Mm. Um, Many times when we know she was in the Union or that she um, fought in the Union Army, yes. that she, mm-hmm. we know that. But what we don't know is that there are many accounts of her like riding the train and like and standing up for the good guy on the train. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. doing sorts of things in her day to day life. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is also, and I will say this, there's also account of Harriet Tubman doing things like fundraising for the movement. So 
houses in Greenwich, Connecticut, talking mm. to all white women. And I'd be like, Harriet, if you can do it, I can do it. If you can do right. it, I can do it. Harriet, you know, and be a peacemaker. Yes. And that is like so hard when you have felt so wronged. You Absolutely. understand what I mean? Absolutely. Okay. So that's why I, I can talk about it forever. I won't, but please, 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 please let's hold her name up and I'll talk about more what Girl Trek is doing around Harriet Tubman. You guys can join us. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Morgan. Yes, yes. No, yeah. Thank you so much for breaking that um, all down. We love Mother Tubman at the table. Um, and there's something that you said that was so poignant about um, the fact that um, Mother Tubman she 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 saved herself, is what you said. Um, and in, in that same vein, how is it um, that you convince uh, Black women uh, to self care? How do you convince them that self care is not selfish? Uh, it's something that I'm always trying to uh, uh, get my mom. <laughs> You know, to to embrace, like, please take care of yourself, Bob. Please prioritize your health. How I think it's so it's such a hard thing. I think for us as Black women to really know that putting ourselves first does not mean that we're self centered or selfish. Um, so how how do you get people to, um, to Black women to mobilize around that and embrace and, that, and embrace sure. that as an ideology? You know, it's interesting. I have um, started using the word self care less for that exact reason. Mm. I I. I was on mm. a call with um, these global change makers all over the world. And the call was focused on how do you bring humanity back to human rights work? How do you bring self-care and rest back to human rights work, stand mm. on front lines? Mm. And it was really interesting because as we were introducing ourselves, I was like, hey, my name is Morgan. I, I lead what is now the largest health organization for black women in America. Then the next person was like, hi, I'm on the front lines of a civil war in Argentina. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I am in Palestine and I was like, okay, but our struggle is just as fierce, right? Mm. So a little bit, what you need to understand is that mm. self-care is survival, right? Self-care is survival. If you replace that yeah. word, which can feel very vapid, um, care can feel very vapid. If you replace that word mm. with survival, like walk for your own survival, walk for mm-hmm. survival your daughters and your daughter's daughters. Mm. Walk for Harriet Tubman walked to survive. She didn't walk out of self-care. She walked to survive. And right now with 137 black women dying every single day, that's a a black woman dies every 11 minutes from heart disease. (sighs) That's big mama on soul food. This is not not martyrdom that we need to, that we don't, we cannot just lay down and die out of service. We can work ourselves to death. We want to live. We want to survive. As Audre Lorde said, we were never meant to survive. Mm. We were never meant to survive, but you know what? We did. Mm. Mm-hmm. We did. And so now I am asking you for the women who made sacrifices, Harriet Tubman, and your foremothers, that you vowed to survive. There's no way that our daughters should be living a shorter lifespan than us. Mm. Those are the projections. Those are the projections that mm. our babies will live a shorter lifespan than us. And so I, I am starting to use the word self-care less and start to use the word survival more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That is so good, Morgan. And I think, you know, we've we spent some time talking about the implications of physical health and the implications to our communities and our neighborhoods yeah. by walking and walking with other women. But I, I know that you've spoken about your own battle with depression. I'm a clinician by training. And so I have real interest in hearing you talk a little bit about how Girl Trek has impacted your own mental health journey. Okay. 
you, like the popo got to announce yourself, you got to announce yourself as a clinician. First of all. <laughs> I, do, I do. I do that so that people won't get weirded out. You know, so they so they know that I'm already thinking about that. Kind of thing. <laughs> Thank you for asking. You know, it's interesting that. There's a there's a video on YouTube about Morgan drop kicks depression superhero style or something like that, right? Right, right. I literally monthly think about taking that down. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's like our most popular video because mm. so many sisters are really struggling with depression, depression, functional depression, whatever. And but yeah. I think about yeah. taking it down because depression doesn't quite capture what I'm talking about, but it's a start. It's a good start, right? So yeah. And call mm. me depressed, mm-hmm. but also call me traumatized. Right. Call me a survivor. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what I mean? Yep. And so I often think about, I often think about, um, like trying to find a different name for depression because there's so much stigma there. But let's call it depression. About, um, I don't know. I think I started just feeling um, not worthy and not not worth just not worthy enough or not beautiful enough or not like smart yeah. enough or not, not enough. Yeah. No, I, I started to feel inadequate mm-hmm. because you know, yeah. we get signals that we're inadequate from everywhere we turn. I was doing yoga this morning. I, I, I do yoga from this, um, this, uh, like these guided classes. Mm-hmm. I have never seen a chocolate brown woman on these guided classes. I know. So I, I wrote to the company this morning. I can't even enjoy yoga. Right. You, you right. Right. Normal stuff without getting messages that I am not adequate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it, I am hypersensitive to energy, to the world, to all this stuff, and I and it felt heavy on me all the time. So I started the way that I started to like deal with depression was just working to prove that I was worthy. So I would work in service of other people in a way that was um, just way ridiculous. <laughs> like it was just yeah. I was I was on the front lines of school reform, as you read in my bio, it was mm-hmm. hilarious. I was literally in the trenches. I was teaching. I was helping to start schools. I was in school board meetings and I was working like all the time, like literally working myself down. And it was like this hole that I couldn't fill or something. I I couldn't quite find joy anymore in the things that I I really love. I couldn't make time for joy. I couldn't connect with my friends in the same way that I wanted to. And so I just was feeling, um, just, I wasn't feeling great. And so one of the things I started doing was slowing down. And so we can do that through prayer. We can do that through meditation. Mm-hmm. We can do that through walking. And for me, someone who like, I was a busybody, I needed to do like a walking meditation. So I would go outside and I would, I, every single day, I would just do it like clockwork. I would walk outside and then I would start to notice the seasons are changing, right? I started yeah. to notice like, you know, the, here, the tree looked like this today. It looks like this tomorrow, you know, or, you know, I started saying that, oh my God, like there's a nest there that the, that the bird built. And it started to put my life in perspective. Yeah. Mindfulness for sure. I am a human and I, and I, and I, and it started to like slow my breathing down, give me some vitamin D, which we need. Um, and so it felt great. And I, and I've used it ever since. And I feel really great now. Um, some days are still hard, but I, um, but mostly I feel, I feel great. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah, I mean that was. Um, I, I think it's it's something that we always want to address at the table, and we will talk about it this season too. The the importance of mental health, and 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 so we can get rid of that stigma. You know, there's really nothing. Um, yeah. 
to be ashamed about. And so, um, so thank you for, for sharing that. Cause I know that that will connect and resonate with a lot of our listeners, um, who are for also, sure. um, belt, um, battling their own mental health issues. Um, so we, we just wanted to know, uh, just how is it that, um, Girl Trek, how do you define success as an organization and for the individual women within the organization? Ah, great. So success is super easy to see in Girl Trek. We are successful. We can close down our website, our shop, everything when we have a one million black women who are walking in the streets of their neighborhoods with us. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. that we are going to have to train 10,000 health activists to stand on the front lines with us. And I'll right. talk about that later. Um, the way that a, a, a woman in Girl Trek measures her success is super easy. If you are walking for better health, you need to be walking at least five days a week, 30 minutes a day. That's okay. if you are walking for health, right? Yes. If you are healthy, you already at your, you, you got, you got the curves you want. You got the, mm-hmm. you got the cholesterol levels you want. <laughs> like, what are you, you feeling good? You look at you. It's a, it's a good look for you right now. Then walk out of activism and sisterhood and walk on Saturdays with us. Mm-hmm. We call them superhero Saturdays. We, we sell the shirts at cost on our website. You can get one for Go ahead and get a superhero blue shirt at girltrek.org and walk with us out of solidarity. That's what's okay. like if you already feel like you are, you know, that you are moving and shaking. Sure. Um, as an organization, in a more qualitative way, success looks like happy, joyful, sun-drenched, beautiful black women. Mm. Of all face, of all shapes, of all income class, of all mm-hmm. girls, mm-hmm. awkward girls, whatever. Everyone, <laughs> everyone is celebrated um, and that we do, we that we are really like um, painting a new picture of what it looks like to be a healthy black woman. Mm. For sure. For sure. That is a, that's a beautiful vision. Um, I, I'm curious, Morgan, can you identify for us or maybe share with our listeners any barriers to reaching that goal that you see? Like kind of what might be getting in the way, what needs to be addressed or dismantled to getting to that that goal of those 1 million walkers? Uh, yeah, I can. There's <laughs> a lot of barriers, you guys. Um, the first thing is all the barriers that people assume we have, we don't have, Right. Hmm. Um, listen, funding, we don't, we don't listen, just put on your sneakers and walk, right? We, right. The built environment, all that, you know, the food deserts, all that kind of stuff. Nope. Just put on your sneakers and walk. We don't need anything. We don't need your permission. We don't, we don't actually need your support. We want it so we can do better, greater work, but we don't need it. Like put mm. and walk. So the normal barriers that people have, we don't have, this is movement building. This is grassroots and this is love. The biggest barrier we have from going from mm-hmm. what we have 120,000 walkers down to a million is creating a brand that resonates with black women across the board, right? Because mm. black women, can we be real? Yes, be real, please. All right. We, 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 please, we value the table. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> be real because first of all, just please know, let's lay down the blanket that I love black women. I love myself and I love you mm. guys. Mm. Put down that blanket. Amen. Amen. On top of that blanket, let's say. (laughs) Well, (laughs) however, let's say um, it is very difficult because somebody said it might have been Audrey Lord that difference has been so cruelly used against us in the past that that we know how to wield that weapon, right? And so Mm -hmm. we know how to make people stay in line because we've had to stay in line. So if you are Mm. if you are not Christian enough. 
right? Then the Christian, the saints is going to come after you. If you, well, well. you are too Christian, then the secular cool girls are going to be like, that's corny, right? If mm-hmm, you, are, mm-hmm. you yes. are serving our mothers and their mothers, the grandmothers, the young people are like, that's for old women. If you are serving right. the cop, literally, I got an email. You guys are putting too many young people on the website. What about us? We, when we started, started oh, okay. Okay. in college, <laughs> it is very difficult oh, to rally God. a million black women because we're so, we're so, we're so strong and individualistic and we have our identities and we cleave, we cleave to that, which is good. That's what the Bible says. We cleave to our, our identity so hard that we get afraid of difference. We get afraid of others. So the most beautiful thing that I've seen in Girl Trek Mm-hmm. is we go we do something called um, the mountaintop every year we take women to the rockies all hundreds of women to the rockies and they are all so different right so you have women we had women there last year who their houses had just flooded in houston they were just totally in despair then we had women who were like completely like wealthy we had people who were celebrities we had people who were from housing projects we had women who were super christian and who were literally leading prayer circles and calling the spirit down every morning we had yogis we had sexologists we had all kind of women all together in fellowship and there's not that many opportunities we have mothers and daughters there together there's not that many opportunities for women who are across the aisle Mm-hmm, who are different in our community to really fellowship together. And so the yeah. biggest hurdle, and I ask you if you are listening, if there is something that I have said that has not been quite right to give me grace, mm. I ask for that because we need you. We need you whether you are around the way girl, whether you used to be on the streets, whether you are have been a holy roller your whole life. Come on, Morgan. Come on. In our communities to rally. And so we're not going to get it right, you guys. We're when, As we seek to inspire one million Black women, we are going to ask God to guide our steps as we do that. But we, yes. we need your grace. We need your grace as listeners to come with us and to teach us when we're doing right and when we're doing wrong, but to do it in love. So so that's that's that has been our biggest hurdle. And I'll, I'll tell you this, um, because I think it's interesting. I was, um, do you guys seen the Whitney Houston uh, documentary? The one that just came out. Is- oh, I didn't see that one. Not yet. Not yet, but I will. <laughs> so I don't know if I recommend it because it's just so sad. <laughs> but it's, oh, yeah. I was thinking that's why I haven't seen it. But go ahead. <laughs> but one of the things that sticks out in that documentary is that one of her friends said, one of the breaking points in Whitney Houston's life when, 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 like the, when, when everything, one of the breaking points in her life is when she was at the Image Awards, I think it was the Image Awards, and they put her picture up on the screen and the crowd started booing because they thought she had sold out because she was doing pop music. They started booing. Oh, right. They yes. said she was broken after that. She was broken because it was the height of her career. She had come from Newark. She had grown up in the choir. She was trying to do the best. Her she, she was a kid. She was young. Her first album went platinum all over the world, put it up in her own community, and they booed that she was not black enough. Yeah, I remember that. There's something mm-hmm. to that, you guys. There's, some, there's something to that. Not being good enough is killing us. Mm-hmm. So we can't do it mm-hmm. to each other. We can't do that yeah. to each other anymore. You are cool enough. You are beautiful. You are smart. You are loving. You are you are of service. You are you are anointed. Yeah. 
you are here for a purpose. If, if anybody is listening, know that we cannot do this to each other. So that has been mm-hmm. our biggest barrier is finding, um, finding a message that resonates with us all, that inspires us all. Mm-hmm. And then when we come together, creating a culture that welcomes us all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for your, um, just your transparency on that. Um, I know that it, it probably was a little risky for you to to keep it real like that, but um, I think we do have to have those honest conversations about the fact that, okay, we might not agree on everything, but can we rally together on this very important and vital issue Come on. Um, that's impacting us, our livelihood, our survival, yeah. right? It's, 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 our, our, our actual lives are on the line. So uh, thank you for that. Um, and uh, yeah, this is like the, the part of the show where, okay, so we, we have this, this segment where we call Sound Off Morgan. And so <laughs> it's the opportunity uh, for our guests to just talk about anything that you want to let off of your chest, <laughs> if you will. Right, Christine? Is that a fair way to characterize this? <laughs> so- <laughs> Say what needs to be said. <laughs> It's your chance to. Which Morgan can do. We can tell that right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) This sound off. You can't just leave me out here like this. Okay. (laughs) It's your chance to speak to whatever is on your heart, whatever is like, you know what? I want to talk about this. It's your time to do that. (laughs) Let let the record recollect. First of all, I want to talk about how grateful I am for podcasts and for sisters like you having a voice um, that can just across the globe. yeah, thank you for this. Um, that I feel just gratitude is, is my first kind of sound off. Um, mm. Y'all got me riled up about Whitney Houston and Let Me Be Me, so I can't stop. <laughs> like she, that's the name of the documentary, by the way, Let Me Be Me. Come on now. So let me tell you, at the mountaintop, I was just, I was thinking when you were talking, at the mountaintop, my niece was there who is super, super Christian. She wears jean skirts. She like goes to church all the time. She's super Christian. And I <laughs> the jean skirts. I was the there with my skirt. big old like yoga pants on. I had sage, and I, and it was the first time. It was like a collision of two worlds. I'm looking at my niece, looking like I'm telegram off. She was like, "Okay." Sage, and I was like, "Oh my god, please just let." In the words of Winnie Houston, "Just let me be me." And she's looking at me because really, people just want to live. They just want to live. They just want to live. Just want to live. They're all just trying. So, um, so yeah, so. Another another good example of that, though, uh, speaking of sound off, is I was just reading this book called Daughters of Thunder. Have anybody ever read? That? It's, mm-hmm. it's like a mm-hmm. it's a crate. You have yeah. it's like a um and it's like uh for people who haven't read it, it's a book about um black spirit spiritual leader like women preachers. Um, well, uh, mm-hmm. and, yep. uh, it, and it, and it, it's the sermons of like twenty black women preachers from like early as eighteen fifties. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one of them is 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 well known, and it's Sojourner Truth, right? I thought I knew yeah, a yeah. lot about Sojourner Truth, right? But there's only like two pages on her bio. I didn't know half the stuff. Yeah. But what I learned is that Sojourner Truth was basically ostracized from the black community because she wasn't she wasn't polished enough. She wasn't. Yeah, can you believe it? So then she just changed her name, went rogue, and just went out into the countryside. <laughs> 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 Let me be me. So listen, if you can't find space for yourself, create it for yourself, because this world will break you down. Don't let Mm, our sister mm. Whitney die in vain. This, This world will break you down. So I am asking you guys to just 
take some to, to take your space, claim your space. No, that was good. That's good. I mean, yeah, yeah, you ain't lying. This world will break you down. That's why your joy has got to be found in Christ alone, who is the one who gave you yeah. dignity and worth. Okay. Um, because yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's 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 a cold world. It really, it really is. So thank you for reminding us to claim our space and hold on to it, right? Right. right. Um, and to be and to be gracious to others. I mean, I hear that yes. coming through so loud and clear, Morgan, about the importance of 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 functioning as community, of being community together, and checking ourselves so that we're not unnecessarily excluding people. Um, and so that's a that's a good message. That I think we we should we should close on. Well, Morgan, this is your time. Please, please tell us, um, tell our listeners how they can, you know, just tell what projects you've got going on, what they should expect from Girl Trek this year, how they can get involved. It's your time to just tell us what you got going on. Thank you for that. That's (laughs) great. Um, So if you go, if you go to girltrek.org, you will see that we are going to have a a countdown to um, May 13th, which is Mother's Day. We are going to have the biggest announcement in Girl Trek's history. We are launching the biggest, I can't even tell you no more. See, I almost, um, I almost messed up. I can't tell you no more. Put your calendar Mother's Day. Okay, here, here, here's okay. something. If you Mother's hurry Day. up and sign up now, you might get an inside track into what's happening. But for the rest of the you're going to uh-uh. have to wait till Mother's Day. Uh-oh. That's all I'm saying. Oh, all right, oh, all right. Oh. <laughs> y'all, y'all getting exclusive now. <laughs> like we have, we like. There's ten black women who work for Girl Trek. We have to like hunker down, not to say nothing. It's this. Well, uh, it, yeah, I know that's hard. March 10th, <laughs> we know is Harriet Tubman's day. Uh, Harriet Tubman Day. Check GirlTrek.org. Follow us on Instagram at Girl Trek. Follow us on Facebook. It's called Girl Trek um, colon Healthy Black Women and Girls. There's about 200,000 Black women on there. So it's a good community. Follow us on Snapchat. Follow us on Twitter at Girl Trek. And um, go to girltrek.org and take the pledge. If you do those things, we are going to have a surprise for you that may may not include me outside (laughs) of my comfort zone um, on Harriet Tubman Day. That's all you need to know. That's all I can Oh, I can tell you. Usually, I have some stuff like some. We got a campaign. We got this. We got that. I don't got that this year. I'll tell you that there's two secrets coming that are huge. Awesome, awesome. Seven day and on Mother's Day. So follow us, and you'll you'll stay in the loop. Okay. Awesome. All right, all right. Well, we, listeners, follow Girl Trek every single move that they make because they are on the move. Yeah. And so, Morgan, we want to thank you for uh, taking a seat at the table with us. We really thank do. You thank you, Christina. Thank you, Christina. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much. And we want to thank our um, listeners, of course, for also taking a seat with us at the table this week. Uh, let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts uh, using the hashtag Truth Table. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Truth Table. And look um, for, out for our Truth Table Facebook page uh, that we now have up. Um, you can also email us your thoughts at asktruthstable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on the Satchel Podcast Player. Check out our brand new website and book Truth Table at truthstable.com. Our producer for this show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York. And we have been your hosts, Ekemini and Christina. We will see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all.